but it's like, how can you take what you're doing and like your point of differences and really make that shine? Because you just kind of get, I think, imposter syndrome. I feel like it's easy to get trapped in that. So surrounding yourself with other like-minded women makes a huge difference for sure, because it's hard to like keep pushing through sometimes without seeing like a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel that other women have done it. Hey y'all, thanks so much for listening in today to the Confident Mompreneur podcast, the podcast by real women for real women, where we talk about real life difficulties and triumphs as women, moms, business owners, and more. Thanks so much for being a part of our Confident Tribe. Let's get into it. Hello. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for hopping on with me. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Well, do you want to just kind of start us out by introducing yourself um, and then telling us a little bit about your business and all the things that you do there? Yeah. Um, So my name is Courtney Martin, and I am a licensed esthetician in the state of Wyoming and currently work out of Riverton. Um, I will be an esthetician going on three years this spring. I graduated in 2020. <laughs> well, what a good time. Um, and I primarily do intimate waxing, so Brazilian waxing mostly. And I'll also do some facials here and there or like eyelash lift and tints. Um, but major, I would say 95% of my services are all Brazilian. And so um, at the end of 2021, I was kind of noticing a lot of my clients were dealing with ingrown hair and just some irritants of the skin that are totally normal to the skin, but some of them can be really painful. And the products that were on the market just weren't working. And so I started formulating formulas in my kitchen to try and help my clientele and myself because I also deal with ingrown hair. And um, that's kind of how Moody Mound, which is the brand that I started, um, how it kind of became. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I mean, that's where 90% of businesses I start, uh, I feel like start is like, you know, we notice something either in ourselves or the clients that we're already working with. And we just figure out this other kind of solution for them, which is awesome. So how did you get started as an esthetician and like, why did you decide to go into that line of work? Um, so I, it's kind of funny. I was actually teaching. So my undergrad is in K-12 PE and health. And I was working at a local school and just wasn't happy in the environment. I didn't, I loved teaching and I loved my students, but I didn't love working in the schools. And my, one of my childhood best friends and I were drinking wine one night and she wanted to try a haircut on me and I told her she totally could. So next thing you knew, we were in her kitchen and she had my hair in a ponytail, like on top of my forehead. And she was just with scissors going at it. And we were laughing and talking about, cause she has three kids, um, what our futures looked like and how we kind of wanted to be able to someday have more of that time freedom. And I knew with a school, I mean, you have summers off, but you work so much during the school year. 
that it makes it kind of hard. So we were just kind of talking and esthetician, you know, cosmetology school was brought up because Riverton has a local program mm -hmm. and we actually got online and scheduled a tour and went the next week and I resigned from teaching and we started school that fall together. So we just kind of took a leap of faith and we were just hoping it would be something we would enjoy while also giving us a little bit more freedom. And through school, we actually found our passions, which was really cool. That is so cool. I love that. Uh, and unfortunately, I feel like the education system, that's something that we're finding a lot is burnout in those teachers just because of the system itself. But I am so glad that you were able to like, you know, just kind of go on a whim and then find <laughs> your passion, which is so awesome. So um, you brought up that you now have your line of moody mound stuff, which I thought was so cool because as an esthetician, you're now like jumping into this whole new world of like not just service, but also uh, products to go along with that. What was that transition like? I know you said you just kind of like started it in your house and like how has it grown from there? Yeah, I mean, originally I just had started it to try and help a few of those clientele that I knew were really struggling with it um, and that they were having persistent ingrown hairs no matter you know, what they were doing or how we were waxing or what wax we used. Um, and so I never really had the intention of it being what it is now, <laughs> um, which is great, but it just, it was so effective for my clients that I knew more women needed to have it. Um, it and primarily because I wanted I want to focus on that skin is normal and that just because you have a few ingrown hairs or razor burn on your bikini doesn't mean that you can't still have like days and you can't have, you know, like those beach days with your family. You don't have to cover everything up, but you can help alleviate some of the pain and the annoyance that comes with the ingrown hair and razor burn. Um, and so my hero product, which is the notorious VAG oil, um, it's kind of my does everything oil because I also know that most women only have like five minutes to get ready in the morning or post shower, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I wanted it to do everything. And so I started formulating it to treat or not treat, I guess you can't say that, but, um, to help with the appearance of hyperpigmentation, the pain, um, associated with ingrown hairs, razor burn, bumps, irritation, um, that also added hydration into the skin and the hair to make waxing easier. So um, with that, when your hair is hydrated with waxing, it doesn't break, um, where if your hair is dry and brittle, it can break, which causes more ingrown hair. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a full system that'll just really kind of take care of all of that in one oil that doesn't take very much time. <laughs> That is so nice that you did that. And I love that you bring up like skin is normal, hair is normal, like all of these things are normal. I feel like especially in today's age with social media and all of that stuff, we see all these perfect, you know, bodies all the time. And it can be hard to like feel confident in yourself, especially when you're doing something like putting on a bikini and going out in front of a bunch of strangers. So I love that that's like a big part of why you're doing what you do is to help other women just kind of feel confident in their own bodies. 
Yeah, my approach is that we want women to realize the life that they can have if they're not always worrying about the ingrown hairs, um, the razor burn, you know, because somebody could be like, hey, you know, do you want to go to the beach today? And you're like, oh, my God, I just shaved. I have so much razor burn. Like, no, thanks. I'll skip this time. Like, we're missing out on so much of life, I feel like, as women, because we're embarrassed of these things and we shouldn't be because I mean men are embarrassed so I just kind of want women to realize the life that they can live without like these insecurities because it's it's all normal skin is moody (laughs) and it's normal so yeah I love that so much so now that you've kind of like developed that line and you like obviously saw the need not just with your clients but you know other women um how has like the development process gone for you you have like a supplier that you use and what was that like like going through the learning process of like okay how do I actually make a product now like how do I design you know all of my stuff how do I go about like maybe finding a manufacturer if you're going that way and like how do you like go through that sales process like going from esthetician to selling a product is a big change so I want to just kind of hear how you walk through that yeah absolutely um it it was a very overwhelming and honestly I feel like I I failed forward a lot. Um, I love that. <laughs> you don't, you, you like, I had no idea what I was doing. I've never even worked in sales. I mean, I've done like retail, you know, I sold shoes in college, but it wasn't the same as like actually developing a product and going through the steps and the systems and learning the legal side of everything too that you have to have with a product um and so I've spent a ton of money a ton of hours a lot of tears um in developing this but I finally found um a manufacturer that is back east that we're kind of starting to work together because I've gone through two or three other suppliers that things just haven't worked out with and it just doesn't meet the brand and where I want it to be. Um, And so I think we finally have somebody now that I feel pretty confident with. Um, But up until this point, I've still been making all of the product. As far as the design goes and the label, I did hire that out. Um, But I've been sourcing all of my own bottles. I've been making all of the product. So um, I'm ready for it to go to a manufacturer and have one less thing to do. unfortunately I only have so many hours a day also (laughs) yeah well Um, I'm impressed that you've been able to do like all of your normal esthetician work and do all of that like too that's impressive (laughs) thank you it is I mean it definitely is stressful at times but I just know you know my why why I'm doing it um and that someday hopefully this can lead me to a place where I can't have that time freedom that I've always wanted. Um, And especially because I have my first baby due in June. So we are, (laughs) we have 11 weeks, hopefully until he's here. And I just want like more time with my family in the future. So I'm just kind of in a season of hustle. I know I can't live here, but it's just as short term. So. Yeah. Well, and I love that. Honestly, that's, you know, 90% of women entrepreneurs, it's all about like that time freedom and 
you know, especially when you have kids, all of a sudden it's like, you know, I want to be able to make up my own time to spend time with my kids when I'm ready to. So I love that. But also we get the seasons of hustle. You have to have those seasons of hustle in order to get that time freedom that you want. So yes, you do. (laughs) And it's crazy how even just becoming pregnant has changed my brain and like my mindset towards everything, everything has shifted now. And I'm like, whoa, I never thought that I would want that, you know, because I've always been a very busy on the go person. And now I'm wanting my life to kind of slow down. So it's interesting that what changes. (laughs) It does. And it'll change even more once, you know, they're here. It'll be, you know, it's always just those constant changes, but life is about those constant changes and adapting to them as you go so I think that's super important you know to just bring up and I do love that you you know brought up that you had had a couple of people that you were working with on your stuff but they didn't really match your brand or maybe the quality that you were wanting for your stuff so I mean when you're going through this process what was like the main things that you were focused on like within your brand and the quality that you're wanting and those things and how have you gone about like finding the right person to fit that for you so um the biggest thing for me is the quality of the ingredients um because moody mound is more of like a luxury aftercare it has a little bit higher price point but that reflects everything that goes into it mm-hmm. um I just, some manufacturers weren't able to supply the appropriate ingredients. Um, And then working with like fragrance houses, I wanted it as natural as possible. And so just finding the right fragrance house that could give the product um, the smell that I was looking for without it just being loaded with preservatives and perfumes and everything. Um, And so mostly it was the quality of the ingredients that I was looking for and what manufacturers could produce that. Um, And I don't know on their side how that goes, like where they source and how they find things. Um, And since COVID, you know, a lot of that is hard to get sourced now. And I'm not sure why, because we're three years out but it still is a problem finding some of the sourcing for um, especially like my licorice root extract um, because you have to break that down to make it so it's suitable for oil. Otherwise it'll just separate. And so there's just a lot of those things that you really have to get sourced. Um, And I wanted it ethically sourced and I wanted it to be um, as organic as possible. So That's awesome, though, that you have like, you know, such high standards. And I'm sure that shows in the quality of the products that you're getting from it at the end, which is great for women who, you know, are kind of on a time suck because we're, you know, busy being moms or busy running businesses or whatever. What tips or tricks do you have for, you know, helping take care of ourselves when it comes to our body and you know, all of the things like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as like my standpoint and the, the women that I deal with on a daily basis, a lot of them are moms. And so it makes sense for them to schedule, you know, one wax appointment once a month for 30 minutes, and then it does to spend 
five minutes shaving in the shower every day. Um, and then, I mean, which waxing doesn't feel like, like a massage, you know, it's not super enjoyable. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to see that as self-care, but it definitely is self-care because of the confidence and the things that come post-wax. Um, and then as far as them just taking care of themselves post-wax at home, you know, I just tell them if they can just exfoliate three times a week for a few minutes and then use the spray once a week or daily every week, um, it'll help with all of those annoyances and pain points for them, um, but it doesn't take a ton of time. So it's self-care that's compacted into like five minutes a week, you know, like the spray literally takes 30 seconds to spray somewhere and rub in and exfoliating takes like two to three minutes. So it's not a ton of time, but it's like enough to make them feel more confident just about, you know, those different annoyances that they deal with post hair removal. So like even shaving. Yeah. Um, and then I also, while I'm with women in the treatment room, I try to encourage them, you know, just following dreams, doing, you know, that sort of thing, but also talking to them on a health level of like, well, make sure you're drinking your water and you're taking care of yourself in like those small ways. Cause those small things just add up so much over time. Yeah. It can be hard, like, especially when you're so busy, like, taking care of kids and doing business to even remember to take those five minutes sometimes. But I do think, like, just doing those small things throughout the week or throughout the month or whatever add up and you're going to feel so much better, like, about yourself in your body, all of those things, if you can just take a few minutes. <laughs> I'm like, if you could just promise those like short minutes to yourself every day, like over time, it'll definitely make a difference. Um, Cause even, I don't even have a child yet, but as I get further into pregnancy, like I don't even want to wash my face by the end of the night, you know? And so I'm like, I get it. Like I get that those things build up over time and then eventually you're just not doing any of it, which I think spirals you into a worse place. Or that's like my personal experience anyway so I just try to encourage the little things like the little steps that they can do every day just to kind of help boost a little bit of confidence well and I notice like my physical health and my mental health are so like tied together so if I'm not taking those few minutes to do something for myself like wash my face at the end of the night like you know that like kind of washes the day off of me metaphorically and I feel so much better when I go to bed and um so I do think it's really important that we do that <laughs> yeah absolutely I think that there's something to be said about showing up for yourself every day you know because mm -hmm. it's hard to do in itself <laughs> really so as you are kind of transitioning, you're, you know, going through pregnancy and getting ready for everything that's going to like, you know, change when the baby gets here. What does that look like for you as far as business goes? And what tips or tricks do you have for people who are pregnant and trying to build a business all at the same time? <laughs> um. So one thing that helped me at the salon, um, just because I wanted my clients to continue to be taken care of, um, and especially because I'm due right at the start of summer, so which is like prime time wax season, 
Um, I actually went through and hired somebody to train that will be taking my spot so that I could take the full 12 weeks of maternity leave and like be able to enjoy it and not feel anxious to get back to work. Um, and so, I mean, if that's a position that they're in that they can hire somebody to come in and kind of overtake, that makes a huge difference. Like it has already taken so much anxiety and stress off of my plate. Um, and essentially with me paying her, hopefully it'll still give me like diaper money a week or something, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm obviously not going to be making the same amount of money, but I've been saving in between saving and hiring her on. I think that that'll make a big difference. Um, and as far as Moody Mound goes, I am trying to get every everything moving with the manufacturer Um, and then there's also places I've been looking into that do the shipping for you. So they just keep your product, um, at their warehouse and then they can ship for you. So I'm trying to get all of that into place before I leave. I don't know that's going to happen. And if it doesn't, um, my husband can help me (laughs) ship things out. (laughs) Um, and it's nice for Moody Mound, you know, as an online platform that orders come in and then you just kind of fill and ship and then repeat. Um, and so I feel like we can handle it for a while until the manufacturer and the shipping and all of that gets taken care of. So yeah, that's (laughs) a lot to deal with, but you know, good thing we have husbands, right? (laughs) Well, I'm like, even if you have friends or family, like people just willing to help you, like let them because uh, it was hard for me to ask for help in the beginning. And I finally got to a point where I was like, I can't sit here and label one more bottle. But this is something that's like easy enough that like, he can do watching TV or like my mom would take some and she would just label bottles for me. And so that was something that was really hard for me to ask for in the beginning. But now as time has gone on and the business builds and I'm just more busy, I am like, no, for sure. You take this, (laughs) you take that, you know, like if people are willing to help you definitely let them like you, you kind of have to let go of the reins a little bit which is very hard. It is very hard. I feel like all of us struggle with that, especially when you build something from the ground up. It's like you, you feel like you need to like, you know, control everything about it, which is good and bad, you know, in some different ways. Obviously it's good for you because you're like making sure that you're working with the right people to maintain the quality of the products that you've already like spent so much time and energy developing. But also, you know, sometimes it can get too much and it's good to be able to ask for help and to outsource, you know, when we need it too. like you hiring on somebody as you're getting ready to go. Those are really important things to be able to do. Yeah, I um, I joined a mastermind group um, and I'm learning a lot through there as well. And I'm in there with seven other beauty founders. Um, and some of them are at levels where they are entering Sephora, like they're getting ready to go. So they're way further than I am. And then there's some people who are at the same level where we're just kind of starting out. Um, and one of the biggest things that I've learned is that you kind of have to break everything down. Um, and then whatever is a total like energy suck for you or something that like if you don't make 
you know, X amount per hour, those are the things that you actually outsource. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the biggest things that I was like, ah, but it feels like a control thing, <laughs> but you just have to like, let it go. And so I've actually been outsourcing some of my blog posts, um, to a local esthetician. That's also a stay at home mom. And so that's been really fun. And it takes a lot of pressure off of me to come up with blog posts, you know, like we kind of have set schedules and she'll go off of what I'm wanting, but it's nice to not have to sit down and force myself to write the blogs because that's not the part that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's important to learn to outsource where and when you can. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that's huge. Well, and like on the blog post, I'm sure it's kind of good to get a different opinion because, you know, sometimes we get stuck in our own like mindset so much, especially when we're working like as a solopreneur, you can get kind of stuck in that way. So going and, you know, having those outside opinions, even from your mastermind class, I'm sure is great for you to be able to see the potential and the growth that you could have within, yeah. you know, your business specifically. Yeah, absolutely. It's cool to see women that have taken their idea. And even if it's something that's not, I mean, it's not super innovative, right? Like, a makeup line, there's tons of makeup lines, but it's like, how can you take what you're doing and like your point of differences and really make that shine? Um, that's been really cool to see what women have been doing that are in that group. Um, because you just kind of get, I think imposter syndrome, right. Where I'm like, but there are other products out there, but like, what makes mine so different? Or like, what are my, you know, like what business do I have? (laughs) And so I feel like it's easy to get trapped in that. So surrounding yourself with other like-minded women makes a huge difference for sure. Because if you're not in the thick of it, doing it, it's really hard to like keep pushing through sometimes without seeing like a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel that other women have done it. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. That's why I love bringing people onto this podcast, you know, that have these businesses they're building and stuff. It's like, oh, you know, like she can do it. So can I, which is such an awesome thing to be able to do. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's so cool that women are inspired by other women instead of being like, you know, like detour or or like the competition aspect, because I, it's easy to have that mindset. But I think if you can look at other women as inspiration, it makes you that much stronger for sure. Yeah, definitely. So with like your business and now being kind of with those other women that are, you know, maybe a few steps ahead of you, are there any specific goals that you have in mind of like where you want to be in the next like two years, five years, 10 years? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've kind of set some personal goals uh, within the brand and eventually wanting to kind of step away from it. Um, right now we're kind of going through some trademark stuff. Um, that's the legal side of the branding that is just such a pain. Um, but you have to do it. And especially now where people are taking trademark names and they're just essentially purchasing them. It's kind of like when, um, everybody went through and purchased all those domains mm-hmm. and then it's- you have to pay them extraordinary amounts to get yeah. it back. <laughs> yep. 
Um, it's kind of the same thing now with trademarking and they're actually um, what used to take like six to eight months is now taking like a year and a half. So it just the process of trademarking is um, taking a lot longer. And without trademarking, you're pretty limited as to what you can do as a brand. Mm -hmm. As far as like selling to retailers or, you know, kind of expanding outside of just the um, direct to consumer. Um, even Amazon, they have some pretty strict rules regarding trademarks. So you have to be in a pretty good place with your trademark before you can. So we're kind of in a weird position where we're waiting on trademark, but we're still building the brand, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So it's kind of all I can talk about. <laughs> All the legal part, the parts yes, that we yeah. really don't love about running a business. Yes, yeah, but definitely anybody who is looking to trademark their product, which again, you, which I didn't know this in the beginning. I wish that I would have, you know, when I first started Moody Mound, when I had the name, I should have filed. Um, you just, you can't do a whole lot without a trademark and you can't ever sell your business without a trademark because um, businesses now aren't buying things without trademarks. And so just make sure that that's something that you really look into if you're starting a product or a brand because um, a lot of it's taken. <laughs> so Unfortunately, so I feel like that's one of those things that you don't know until you're there. And then you're like, oh, I guess we should have done this, you know, six months ago. <laughs> yes. And I'm so thankful that I took um, like that mastermind because I never would have known any of that without that group. And I was like, wait, what? I'm like, I, I was going to go through with a trademark anyways, but I didn't realize how important it was. And so I just, I wish that I would have learned that a little bit earlier <laughs> well, that's why you're spreading it now so that other women can learn from that right yeah, absolutely yeah I'm like it definitely needs talked about more I feel like the hard parts of business need talked about more because there were so many things that I had no idea and I'm like are people gatekeeping this or am I just not finding any of this information early enough you know I have no idea but I feel like it's just one of those things where especially as women, we like to not show the hard things as much as we like to like, you know, show the good and the great things, which, you know, that's awesome. We love to see the good and the great, but we also need to be realistic, especially in starting businesses and show the bad parts of it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Cause it's rough. <laughs> yes, it really is. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. Where can we find you? Where can we buy your products? Um, all of the things to support you. Yeah. So I have an Instagram um, for my aesthetics page, which is moody underscore aesthetics. And then the actual moody mound Instagram is just moody mound. And the website where you can purchase is moodymound.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. If you love this episode, please let us know by submitting a review or sharing with the women in your life. We'll see you next time.